Welcome to the Millennial Soul Food Podcast, episode 38 with Jake V. Priest on his journey through Vodou and springtime rituals. I'm your host, Keontse. Let's go. What up, shawty? What it do? What it do? We back with another episode, period. I hope everybody is doing really well out there. Um, and if you're not, I hope that you are getting by finding moments of peace. This has been um, a very high energy month, um, full of a lot of transitions. We have a lot of um, the Saturn and Pisces and Pluto and Aquarius energy that feels like it's been converging a lot lately. Um, Saturn and Pisces has definitely been showing up everywhere. Not only are a lot of people doing readings about it, but also we have another group that is entering their Saturn return. Congratulations to those people who have um, completed the Saturnian initiation that is that was Saturn in Aquarius. <clears throat> Now it's moving on to um, more groups in Generation Z. So for those people who don't, do not know, Saturn um, goes through a different sign every two and a half to three years. And it is the planet that um, for a lot of spiritualists um, really drives the initiation into adulthood. So um, in spirituality and astrology, you're not really an adult until you've gone through your Saturn's return, um, which is around the age of 27 to 30-ish years old. Um, if you heard of the 27 Club, all those rock stars that died at 27, not like I'm trying to relate this to that, but a lot of Saturn is um, associated with uh, this... It's aspects of the tower card, aspects of the devil. It's a lot that's going on in it. Um, but Saturn and Pisces is one of the most dominant transits that we've seen so far. Very interestingly, we had the Silicon Valley bank collapse that has happened basically um, at the start of Saturn and Pisces. So that is definitely worth some contemplation. I don't like to say that astrological transits cause certain events to happen, but they do um, make it so that certain energies manifest. And so with Saturn and Pisces, we're really about to see this. We're about to see the test of our, um, of the basic underlying structure of our country. Uh, we have the Pluto return of the United States. Interestingly enough, you know, Saturn in Aquarius, that was the time whenever all of this technological um, techno technocracy almost was built up. And then we see that that this is a farce. Um, these tech companies ain't got no money. They were not handling the money the correct way. They were using people's deposits in ways that they weren't supposed to be. I don't want to get into all of that, but it's, it's a lot going on. Go and research a little bit about it if you haven't already um, read about it. What else is happening with me? Um, weather is warming up in Atlanta, period. I'm ready to be in these streets. Got me a little, a couple of things I'm going to be doing in a, in a little bit. Um, I kind of had ducked off because I was, I've been so 
busy, but I feel like as as I get older, I, I need more time to rest. Ooh, shy. So I haven't really been able to to be back in contact with everybody, but know that I'm doing all right. It just so I just be getting overwhelmed. I'd be like, oh, too many text messages for me right now. But anyway, what other church announcements is a girl got? Um, just stay grounded this month. It's a lot of astrological transits that are going on. Um, I do have a new course that is out in my digital courses store. Um, that is going to be in the description. Um, MSF dash s t o r e f r o n t dot s e l l f y dot s t o r e slash m s f dash storefront dot selfie dot store i think that's selfie so i have um two courses there one is on financial sorcery and it's based on the book by jason miller I've used a lot of these techniques, a lot of great sigils in there to get your money up, to help you with your career development and career advancement. Um, that is only $33. And then I have this other um, course. This is an hour long. This is Strategies for Ancestor and Spirit Guide Communication. Definitely, it's probably worth like $200, but... This is a comprehensive course taught by yours truly, Keyonce. Um, You'll learn the fundamentals of safely communicating with your highest and most benevolent spirit guides and ancestors to deepen your connection, recognize signs of their communication, um, increase your spiritual protection, and more. And so here's a quick outline of what will be covered. Um, Does one have to be psychic or not to do ancestor veneration? Short answer is no. I go through and dispel some myths um, related to fears that you might have um, or one might have of um, ancestor and spirit guide communication, including like, how do you know who the hell you're talking to? Uh, information about types of spirit guides, easy strategies for building a relationship. Very simple strategies here. Basic elements for cult, for building an ancestor altar. Sorry, I just had a lot of coffee. And it's kind of making me a little bit belchy this morning. How to use petition paper, setting up your ancestors and spirit guide altar, all this stuff, ritual and ceremony instructions. It's a lot in there. Um, please go check it out. Go support black business. Help your girl state, period. As always, I appreciate your support. Um, I think those are basically all the, the church announcements. I do have my bookings are open, astrology readings, tarot readings. All of that, go check out the description if you're interested in a reading. I got a lot of services right now. Um, so check it out and let's get to the episode. Love y'all. Peace. All right, so we have Jake on the show. Thank you so much for coming back, Mr. Jake V. Priest. What's up? Man, what's up, everybody? Thank you for having me, brother. You know I love you and I appreciate you and everybody. And I'm here to, I'm happy to be back. Yes, period. Um, I think it's been almost two years since you were 
on the show line. Yeah, so it definitely has been like two years. Um, what have you been up to? I know you're not living in Miami anymore. Um, what what are, what's what's tea? What's going on? Oh my God, what haven't I been up to? I've been working on two different clothing lines. I'm rebranding my candle company, Celestial Acumen. I started a society in Vodou, and I'm a part of one. Um, I switched over from Palo being my main spiritual practice to now being an initiate in Vodou, um, in Haitian Vodou specifically. And yeah, life has been amazing. I went back to work in corporate, which I like and I hate at the same time. Um, I just like the lifestyle of money. And so period. Um, yeah, and the stability, the stability I love because I like to travel and I like nice clothes and I like to hang out and I like to do this. And so yeah, it just works for me and my lifestyle. Um, but basically life is completely different. <laughs> wow. And I think the last time we spoke, I was working 19 hours a day running my own company. And so mm. it was yeah, it was a lot. So you're living with more ease now. For now, um, I'm working on new products. I think what I'm going to do is I'm about to go to the next level in my initiation in Voodoo. And I think when I come back, I'm going to start launching a bunch of products. Um, definitely more with a, a Voodoo twist but mm. still honoring my original packs and foundation with the Enkisis and with um the nature spirits of Paula. Mm -hmm. And how did you get started um with the Societe um Voldu? Oh my God. I had always um the law has always came to me. It's something I've known about for years. I didn't quite understand it, nor did I go into it too much because I was too focused on Paolo at the time. Uh, but I have a friend. I have like three friends that are ogres. And because they've been in my life, I think we just started hanging out a little bit more this year. And then I was just like, I like this. And there's a natural affinity for it. Um there were people in my family, some of my grandmothers and great grandmothers was in um, the tradition. Hmm. And when I realized that, say that again. In Jersey? What about in Jersey? Like your um, grandparents, you were in. My the roots go back to North and South Carolina, not just Jersey. Oh, okay. My immediate family is in Jersey. But my roots is my roots go back to North and South Carolina. Um, some of my family is my background is African American, um, Six Nations, Haudenosaunee people, which is a Native American tribe, um, and then a little bit of Taino, which is indigenous. To, like, what Taino is um is Caribbean. It's in 
I think it's mostly in DR and PR, but it's some Taino backgrounds in Brazil, some Taino backgrounds, even in like um, other Caribbean countries too. Hmm. And so, yeah, that's my personal uh, background. And I've done my research into my family all the way back until like 1400. I can call on a lot of their names. Yeah. So that's very important to me. I want to go back even further. Um, yeah. What was your question before that? I got sidetracked. <laughs> no, we were just talking about your path to Vodou. So it might tell Oh, and how I got in Vodou. Oh, and so... That you have family. I always family. knew that the ancestors was already. I already had a, a special. How do I say this? Knowing. I already had a knowing. I already had confirmations and visions and dreams years ago. I just didn't acknowledge it, and I didn't know anyone. Um, who I felt comfortable with enough to go further in it. I have a god brother in Paulo who always been working with me. Like what he's not initiated. He just always felt that connection. He don't care. And he he always said the spirits work for him. And what I noticed being in different houses in Paulo was that all of the main spirits that they work with was Haitian and practice voodoo. And so the deeper you go into Paulo, certain parts of Paulo, they have packs with different spirits. All of the houses that I was a part of or either initiated into had packs with voodoo. If we did a job in Palo, we could do one in voodoo and it would work. The spirits would work for us. It wouldn't be no blowback. And that was that was a part of my training. And so hmm. because of all those things, I knew that I had a natural connection to voodoo and it was just something I responded to very well. But I hadn't like really dug deep into it from either a Haitian or African perspective, which is something that I wanted to do. And then I got real cool with my friends here in New York. I just moved back to New York um, earlier this year. And when I moved back, the relationships grew and, and my knowledge, just being around them, watching them do voodoo, them taking me to fetch. It was just a natural thing. Um, and then I did one of my first ceremonies in voodoo i became a honzi and a what that's history a honzi is it's yeah, your first true. it's a first level like your lave it's your first level of initiation in voodoo and so i did that almost like seven months ago from now and wow. it was amazing like I, I started to really understand why things are the way they are in voodoo and, and the power and the mystery behind it. Mm. And I know you mentioned that you um, felt more comfortable, um, like they accept a variety of people. Yeah, so the reason why I love voodoo is because it is acceptable to be a two-spirit through and through. You can't, no, no position will be held back from you if you're gay, if you're bi, if you're trans. No, um, they 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 won't say you can't touch this person's head or you can't do this. If you're a woman, the same thing. But in a lot of other ATRs and African traditional practices, you are held back. There are things that you can't do, or they try to say your stuff isn't real or it's not good enough. 
and I always held the position that I believe the opposite. Like we we are the best at what we do because we hold the connection to the gods, the strongest. We are both men and women in one body. And so it was traditional in, in Native American cultures that we were the shamans and the priests. And so I really this year I got the, the most urge and the most push from spirit to lean into a practice that accepted me for me. And I do thoroughly advocate that if you are a two-spirit and you are of melanated um, background, that you should, you know, see if you have a path in voodoo because it's very, very beautiful. It's a beautiful religion and tradition. That's what's up. Well, you're inspiring a lot of people, I'm sure. Yeah, and I, I don't think I fully... um. I'm not like throwing away Pablo and rejecting my first introductions, my first years of working Pablo, it was through the Inkisis, which I have a, a connection to. And you can work in Kisis, whether you're a two spirit, whether you're this and that. It's no um rules on the Inkisis, which are the Inkisis are the power figures that um are famous throughout the diaspora in Africa. They are the the, the figures you see with the nails in. Mm -hmm. And those are basically like demigods or, or spiritual um, systems. And the Inkisis are what I would say I had the most connection to just naturally, a natural affinity for them, natural dreams from them. They speak to me. I can understand them. I knew how to work them even before I was trained in Palo. Palo is the focus on the Ngangas, which is the prender. And that's when the heavy masculine you can't do this. You can't be gay. Stuff comes in. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's what I'm kind of just I let go of. Just I'm not working in Congress. It's not for me. It, 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 that system doesn't elevate my life. You know? mm -hmm. Totally, that makes sense. <clears throat> well, um, I saw on Instagram that you were in LA for Grammys weekend. What was that like? What's oh my god, Grammys <laughs> was lit. Yeah. The Grammys was lit. I cannot wait. Yeah, we we definitely um was A Town stomping through the little skate party that Usher had with Interscope Records. It was a vibe, man. Like it was it felt so good to just reconnect with all of my old folks and be in the industry and be in the scene. Um I styled somebody while I was out there. We was moving and grooving, vibing and shaking. We even filmed like a little segment on a little reality show that my friend is shooting. Yeah, but it was cool. I was out there with Storm. We was doing our thing. That's what's up. And so what are those clothing lines that you um started? The clothing lines that I'm working on? Oh, yeah, I, they should be out when, within the next three months or so. Um, I'm a person who I'm literally sitting on like at least three different million dollar ideas, but it takes so much to, to run a business, to execute a product, to bring it to market, to create something new. And my life has been about creating things. And so I got to do all the legwork for all these things. Um, and the clothing is just to me, it has to come naturally and organically. I have the ideas. I have probably 200 different ideas that I feel like are like winners in the streetwear and the evening wear 
sphere. Um, but I just got to execute them. And I don't know when I'm going to get the time to fully, you know, do the shoots, make the samples, make the production, work out agreements, get the websites up, put it on celebrities, and then bring it to market, like with advertisement. Um, and now I'm in a space where I'm not putting time constraints on myself. Because I feel like it just stresses me out and it doesn't really um, help me execute all the things on my plate at one time. I think the only way I could truly like be good at doing these multiple businesses is to bring them under one scope. Like eventually they'll all be under celestial acumen, uh, which is my spiritual business. And then a person could just come to me and get amazing clothing. They can wear my energy, let alone just buying a candle and lighting it up and it going out in two weeks. You need a whole pop-up concept store. Yeah, it just takes so much to execute these things to get the funding and the investments and to put it out there. It's like three headaches in one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, um, but within the next three to six months, I think there's a show that I want to show at in, in September. It's going to be something for Fashion Week. Um, and I think it's going to combine... We're going to manifest that it combines both streetwear and women's dresses. Ah, Chando. Yes. Proclaiming We're going to decree. We are decreeing. When is fashion with... How many fashion weeks are there? I feel like it's... They're, they are twice a year in every city. So when they start in one city, they got to travel to the next few cities. So they take um... about a month and a half to get through the six major cities. Is New York City is... London, Paris, Milan is, um, and now even Japan and China have fashion weeks. Some of them, they don't necessarily, there's also Antwerp. There's a lot of other smaller cities that are not as big and don't get as much coverage as New York City and Paris and London and Milan. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting a major one too. Also, there's LA Fashion Week, but that has never really like even competed with New York City. But now there's been like like Tom Ford showed um at LA Fashion Week. And there's been a, a few people that have done some dope shows for LA Fashion Week, but it's never had the high claim as New York. Yeah, so twice a year the Fashion Week cycle begins. So right now we're in the midst of um, I think they're showing that London because Moaloa just showed she's like this dope, dope Nigerian creative director of her line is sick. It's very sexy. It's very cool. It's very 90s. Like, um, Aaliyah Cora inspired. And so, who else? Around September, like, September 12th-ish is when the next cycle of Fashion Week begins. But there's also other markets. Um, like, Couture Fashion Week is in, like, there's Men's Fashion Week. They start in, like, June and in the summer. And so, basically, like, if you're in the industry, there's a full-year calendar of events just to show the product. Because there's also a resort in the wintertime. Hmm. Damn. Well, one day I'm going to come up to New York for Fashion Week, definitely. Um, maybe one day I'll get um, a styling from you. <laughs> yeah, you know, Fashion Week used to only be for the buyers. 
And when we say buyers, that means retailers. So like if, if I worked at Saxon Avenue, Nordstrom's, Bloomingdale's, back in the day, it was only for editors of magazines and buyers. And then when social media became popular, celebrities and, and big faces and people who were in the know, and then now everybody is at the shows. It's more of a yeah, open to the public. Yeah, that's always been going on, but it was just more exclusive and more limited to only the people who would immediately be trying to purchase. Now everything is just for press. It's a starting and show piece. Mm. Um, but it wasn't like that. Now, nowadays, our fashion industry is less dependent on retailers. Retailers mm. only make up a, a, a certain portion. Nowadays, e-com is the biggest wave in fashion. So it's a little different. Hmm. E-com as in like selling clothes online? Yeah. Or, or retailing them yourself, having your own store versus trying to let a store give you consignment or, or do chargebacks and kickbacks on you. Like it's so much when it comes to dealing with retail fashion. We need more sustainable fashion. Yep. And the, the reason why it's not sustainable is a lot too. Mm-hmm. Period. Woo. Well, um, so we can move on to the one of the main topics for the show, which is the spring equinox, almost time for hot girl summer period. Um, and I thought it would be really cool to have you on the show because you give me very like springtime vibes, sort of. You know what I mean? Like you're all like you become... Yeah, when it, when the sun starts coming out, I'm I'm invigorated and i think yeah, that's you're a very is. like amorous person very like loving and stuff and so <laughs> like you definitely would be great um you know because the spring solstice planting seeds um this year it's actually on march 20th um and it's the first point of aries do you have any aries in your chart nope i have my sun sign is Virgo. Mm -hmm. My rising sign is Taurus, which is an Earth. And then my moon is in Cancer. Wow. So I'm emotional. <laughs> Damn. That is so funny. I for, I did not even know that. Um, what do you think about those placements? What would you say? Um, I guess it makes sense. Cause um I'm not trying to air your tea or anything like that, but um as far as like you know you're really into like getting to know people and you know like well, you know we were just talking well this is a good segue actually into our segment about dating as a witch you know and with, I mean not a, I know that you hold back telling people you're a witch but I don't think you hold back like certain emotions and stuff like that you know um. I, I bleed with my emotions. I don't yeah, care. Do. I'm so, like, I, I want you to know that you've yeah. encountered this storm. I want you to know that you you dealing with somebody who's not average. I want you to know that you're around a man that's powerful. And I want you to feel that. And I feel like if we connect, <laughs> you should know that, you know? You want them to feel that? I do think that, like, you have to, like, give and take. You can't really fully express. Like, I'm not about to show up to the date so baby, I you know I just did a love spell, and you know, Ooh. 
I sweetened my bar before I came here. You actually own who you say you are. And so, you know, I'm a little bit further. Nah. <laughs> For me, it's like, I'm going to let you show me who you are. I'm going to begin to show you who I am. But I'm, I probably won't even discuss spirituality with you. Unless you, unless I know we, we both spiritual. And even then, I might not talk about it with you. Like, what you do is what you do, and what I do is what I do. For me, the spiritual conversation don't really need to happen until a few weeks in or so, a mm. month in at least. Shit, I got to see if you're going to be around before I tell you my tea, you know? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it don't even matter. Because you could be spiritual, that don't mean we automatically going to work. Hmm. So what are some things that you like to do for a first date, especially in spring as like, you know, a spiritual person? I mean, one of my favorite things is just to go to Central Park, take a walk, go for a run. Uh, there's a river in New York City. It's called the Hudson River. There's bike trails and long running trails. It's amazing to just go for a first date first date and just run on the trail for two miles or so and just vibe and take stops and talk and get some water and really just get to know each other. I don't, I run inside. I don't really like to run outside, but um, I think it's some bad ancestral memory from growing up in Mississippi. But anyway, that's that's another thing, but I like to walk. (laughs) <laughs> I ain't trying to be no woods running, but I will walk and stuff like that. I I do like to hike. That is one thing I like to do. I mean, either that or doing something fun, like just going to shoot pool, having a drink, and just laughing. Or like, um, what else do I like to do? Something kind of lighthearted, look to where, but you're not. Yeah, gonna- like they got like the painting sips and the shoot and the throwing axes. You could do all of that. In in New York City, we got a cafe called New Yorican Cafe. It's a poetry cafe. Sometimes that'll bring you closer. You kind of want to be in a mild, intimate setting for a date, but you don't want to be too intimate too soon. Like I just went on a first date yesterday. Um, it was a vibe too. I'm I'm really into chocolate right now. I don't know what it is, but hey, yeah, I got a sweet tooth for chocolate. Um oh. <laughs> And so bring me a chocolate drop any day with some nice pink lips. Um, <laughs> we went to like a private movie theater, which is where like you have your own booths and you have a waiter mm. and they bring you drinks wow. and food. That was a vibe. The, the seats recline all the way back. Like if you wanted to, you could be cuddled with a person. Watching have, like, and stuff. They had a huge menu. It was a vibe. The one that we went to, but I think every one of them is different because they got like five in New York City. Hmm. They had a full restaurant right upstairs. It was a vibe. So I feel like I in New York, you would probably go to like 50 different places in one night on a first date. You could, or but some people <laughs> like, it depends who you're, you're getting to know because, you know, now every day, everybody is so busy and so... Uh, you know, I'm a CEO and I'm this and I got schedules and I got blocks. Hmm. Not the biggest fan of that. I, I want attention. I like attention and I want your attention. I don't want to be hmm. the fucking have to wait three months to reschedule it. I don't usually work out with people like that. Like, if you don't give me make room for me in your life, if you're not available to make room for a man in your life, I'm not going to deal with that. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to see each other at least once at least once a week or what? 
Shit, I would prefer twice. Or even on the weekends. You know what I mean? Just like twice a week is cool by me. Even three times would be amazing. But like that's <laughs> if you're in a relationship. But just like getting to know someone, if it's once a week and it's consistent, that's great. As long mm. for me, I just want consistency. I want to see it. I want to be checked on. I want a FaceTime call here and there. Give me your right. phone call. Tell me you was thinking about me. I need all of that. Or you know, I'm gonna feel like my spell is unsuccessful. Your spell? Let's. What's the tea on that? Are you talking about a spell on a specific? Do you do spell work on specific people, or do you do? Well, I mean, I don't want to air your laundry out, but what? Do let's it. do it more objective. Attraction. Spell. attraction. Glamour magic. I just do um I am the spell. I feel like you become the spell when you sign up to go on a date spot. Or you should at least, you know. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important to me. And if I'm gonna take the effort to, you know, become the spell for you, baby, you better be you better bring it. Bring me that heat. Oh, oh my god. Let's keep yes. it. No, I'm kidding. Let oh. me get the Oh my god! Some bombs for that one. I gotta. Oh my god. Let me make the bullshit without actually physically making it sing. Just, just tease it a little bit. Wow. Uh -oh. Heard it here first, DJ. Um, <laughs> no, like, I'm totally a comedian. I'm actually crazy in a good way. Um. <laughs> well, what are some tips that you have for glamour magic? Hmm. What are some tips that I have for glamour magic? What kinds of? What are some thoughts that you have? Maybe some words that you say to yourself. Are there any ways that you? In oh, I'll wake up and I'll look in the mirror and I'll tell myself like, "You a king. You walking in your divine purpose. You beautiful. You spread love and light to the world." You sharing your soul with everyone who you have a chance to you helping people. You raising up the, the frequency and the consciousness of this. When people see me, they feel me. When people see me, they feel my heart. They connect to me. Um, I am God. I am one with God. I'm a two-spirit God. I'm happy. I'm radiant. I'm walking in life's purpose. I think everybody, you know, has heard people say, look in the mirror, stare at yourself, tell yourself that. But for me, like, sometimes I'll take it a step further. I'll write it down on a piece of paper. It, I mean, there's even been a time where I wrote it on a piece of parchment paper, laminated, and stuck it in my pocket. Like, mm -hmm. I hand-wrote it, laminated, put it in my pocket, and walk it, walk with it, like, all day. So you walking uh, effectively and covered in powerful words, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think you can do, that's a very great you know, glamour ritual to be covered in powerful words. You could put a little bit of honey on that. You could put a little bit of honey on your tongue, on your forehead, on your points, and you know that your aura will be sweet. Mm hmm. Hmm. I love it. So then, um, I guess as far as the dating as a witch, do the glamour magic, but don't disclose um your means of being so so attractive to the other people i think that you you the conversation about which and spirituality can be a turn off for some people and it could turn somebody off that you're meant to be with 
that you have a deep connection with? What if you was meant to be with somebody who, who doesn't wake up until three months after they met you? You know? Wake up? What do you mean? Like they don't become conscious. Into, they don't know about the spiritual world. They was raised in the South by somebody. And now, you know, being around you, they see that there's a power and they they connected to it and they want to grow within it. It could be anything. I don't really think it's somebody's business until you are serious with them or until, I, I believe actually it's a need to know situation. Mm -hmm. Like the only way you really need to know that I'm spiritual is if you paid me or, or asked me for help. Otherwise... It doesn't change who I am, you know? Mm-hmm. It just adds a little bit of sauce and seasoning to the, to the cake, baby. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Somebody is ready to be outside. Wow. Um, yeah, and that's the, the side dish that you get oh, after the dessert. The, you, oh, don't need, you don't need this appetizer with a three-course meal. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you should earn my truth and my respect. Then we we can bring you into mysticality of the situation. Mm, true. Wow. Okay. Period. I I fucks with it. Um. So, what are you? Are you going to be doing any rituals in your space for cleansing? Or, I know. Uh, do you still use like coconuts and stuff like that? Or do you still do espiritistas and stuff? I still definitely do a spiritista stuff. I do do some um, cleansings that I, I mastered in Palo. And then I also do some light voodoo um, rituals to clean the house. I think that for the spring equinox, in certain traditional cultures, it's like it's the new year. And so you got to do things to rebirth your frequency and to rebirth the energy in your home. And whenever you talk about re rebirthing, sometimes it could be simple as simple as praying over some blessed water and mopping your floors with it. Um, a great spell that I recommend is putting on a gospel soundtrack or some music that heals or some African drums and rearranging your house and cleaning. The rearranging itself is a rebirth. You feel something magical happen. You, especially when you get into a vibration, you spray your favorite smells, your money spray all around the home. Um, fumigate your place, air it out with frankincense and myrrh. Um, if you want to go into a voodoo space, you could put a little bit of hot pepper, like habanero or jalapeno dried on that um, incense with a little sea salt and let it get to crackling in your space. That's a really good like space cleanser. The spice gets rid of negativity. Um, what else do we recommend for cleaning out the house during the spring equinox? I also recently just prepared a family member of mine's house, and we we put prayers into limes in all four corners of the house. We put holy water on each line. Me, my family member, and one of the members of my spiritual house. Um, we pray to the Loas. We let them know that this is our house. This is a house of a person in the tradition. We put the prie on, which is the prayers from Guinea. And 
we set them in each corner and we wrote messages of affirmation, of cleansing and, and to get rid of negativity, block all evil and to make this a good year in each corner of the house. We put something different in every corner, um, inside the limes. And anytime somebody throws something negative, the limes will absorb it and convert that energy into positive frequencies. Um, we put a little bit of cascadilla in them. We put some Haitian herbs inside of them. We sprayed it with some colognes, um, some Pompeii. And yeah, that was just a little light, refreshing spell. It's, it's kind of spiritualism-based. That is really good advice. So you used limes instead of lemons. Limes, yes. Hmm. Um, some people do use lemons. I think lemon and lime is the, depending on your tradition. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of conjure folk, right? Or Wiccans probably would use lemon, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah like I feel like I've seen that sure, yeah. from different um, spell books for conjure. Um, I'm always literally watching very old documentaries on like African initiations and African ceremonies and witchcraft. Like that's kind of a pastime of mine. Um, so sometimes I'll save a clip or two to post on social media. Have you seen the one on um Julia Brown? I didn't. I'll have to what send it to you. Do you know about who Julia Brown is? Nope. Well, I can give you, this is a little New Orleans um, witch oral history. So there's this place called La Frenée um, in Louisiana, and it's 40 minutes outside of um, New Orleans. And there's this old Black woman. This was back in like the early 1900s. She was like a, a healer, an herbalist and stuff like that. But um, they were chopping down a lot of the cypress wood and she was like, she was really mad because she was like, Mother Nature I and mean, even the spirits here do not like that y'all are chopping these trees down and stuff like this. And she said, when I die, I'm going to take this whole place with me. And she say that uh, like constantly. And people just knew, like they just knew her for saying that all the time. So she had had her, she died one day and she had her funeral. And basically the whole town was at the funeral and this huge hurricane came through and literally washed the whole town away. And they didn't have technology to be able to tell like when a storm was coming. But part of the reason the town got washed away also is because there wasn't there weren't any cypress trees to protect from the water rising. You know what I mean? So it was like they were destroying Mother Nature. So it's like that documentary talks about like, you know, there's is it her curse or is it her just saying the spirits? And the trees that don't like that y'all are messing up the equilibrium, you know what I mean? But literally the whole the hurricane came through and the people died at her funeral. They came through and just it, it's a historic that hurricane. was magic. It was that was divine, divine retribution. I actually have heard of her. I just didn't know that that story was with her. People people do storm workings with her, um, with Julia Brown, and she's like kind of a spirit that. I mean, I don't know if a lot of people know about um, working with her, but I just I learned about her from my temple there in New Orleans. I just didn't know she was based in New Orleans. I thought they was on like a Geechee Island or something. No, it was like 30, 40 minutes outside New Orleans, Lafreniere. Oh, wow. I had no clue. Yeah. So 
that's the story about her. Um, <laughs> I forgot how we got to this, but but yeah, she, she was is, talking about old documentaries. Yeah, that is a. I'll send that to you, but I'm mean, I'll put that in the show notes too, because literally today they are still like Julia Brown. They blame Julia Brown's curse for everything, for the violence. Um, you know, they blame her for every when it's like, what y'all are the ones who messed up the whole system, you know what I mean? But it is a huge issue, the Cypress Wood stuff. Um, and then it's like it's created this like overpopulation of rodents and stuff, and so it's kind of just messed up. So it's like, you know, it is the witch being a witch is really about being in contact and having that kind of intuition, you know what I mean. Exactly. Um, that's something that's really been strong with me and something that I always uh, maintain and develop more and has really come out of me since I was initiated in movie. Really? Intuition, absolutely. And developing your gifts. The visions from spirit is just, they have went, they always was very strong. It's funny, it's like my spiritual, the gift of sight, is very strong within my family, within my bloodline. But for me, like, I used to see very intense visions and past lives and, and future events and things that was going to happen and warnings and creative ideas when I was like 17 to like 24. And then when I got initiated and I started working with the Orishas first, and then I went into Apollo. My my visions changed specifically to be more. They became more either animal centered or more like you could tell they was coming from the spirits that I was working with, mm. and they were no longer as clear, and they weren't as like revelations based. If you could understand that, mm. like they weren't as um prophetic I guess is a word they were more like everyday issues this is going on with this person warning for people around you it was a different vibration and then when I got back into voodoo my dreams went right back into like prophetic again my visions became very clear like conscious visions like you could be walking on the street and you just have a vision or you know to put something in a certain place or you know to do something or you know to where it is you hear and see something the business definitely went to another level when I got my lobby tech. Um, and so even as a priest, we always grow it. We always learn it. My cup is always half full. I certainly don't know it all. But this little thing called spirituality, I have owned and began to master some gifts that um, others will call mystical. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I see. I love it. I did want to talk to you about <laughs> some conspiracy because I know you're all you're on Storm's um channel talking about the the celebrity tea. But um, yeah, I think it's very interesting. Like um, there has been the use of like red a whole lot. You're into fashion, you know the Grammys with Sam Smith and Kim Petra, which that performance was actually really good. But they had a lot of red in that, and then also the red boots that came out, and then um also Rihanna's performance where she kind of represented the the egg being chased by the sperm and being pregnant. 
And that was right around the um, Lupercalia pagan holiday, which is based in, it's like a fertility holiday. But um, I do think it's very interesting how there's all this stuff that's going on, but it's like, um, it's very, it feels like it's very like channeling energy, but um, like heightening it somehow. And then I don't know, I don't really know what's happening. I do also, I watched this thing that tied all this stuff to um, rabbits and how those are like symbolic of the UFOs. <laughs> it's like a lot going on because a lot of times if you watch ufo movies they have rabbits in them um like they just are in movies about extraterrestrials and then during the super bowl they play this tubi um i don't really watch tubi that much but i've heard that they have some i guess um kind of fringe documentaries or something that are really independent but they had these rabbits throwing people down rabbit holes and that down the holes there were like tvs that were showing different tubi channels so it's like and you know rabbits is connected to alice in wonderland oh shit yeah true so that's more where the, the, the ritual direction came from and now but, we're uh, right at spring solstice so it's like what is popping off you know what i mean it's just very so for me I follow this guy. Um, his name is Alkebulon444 or something like that. He is a comedic priest and he predicts what he calls algorithms. And so whenever you see like big artists and celebrities in the media, whether it's the news or press or the government, um, things and situations happening and you start to notice a pattern of colors or, or things like UFOs or aliens in the background. He calls that an algorithm. And wow. so right now during the Super Bowl period, part of the algorithm was red. And of course, it connects to some of the Saturnalia and um, ancient rituals. We all know that um, a lot of the entertainment industry is engaging in or being thrown in the middle of rituals. I don't think that the purpose is very clear and we don't exactly know why they're always engaging in rituals, but the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl was full of literally. And mm-hmm. yeah, like you, I heard you know so many conspiracy theories about how Rihanna was, um, she was wearing red, and then her backup dancers were wearing white, and they represented sperm going into her womb. And, um, she was wearing the million dollar ruby red ring. That was a Myanmar ruby, and then she apologized afterwards. Really? Her love, she sent her love to Myanmar, but they were upset at her for wearing this red ruby. Uh, because she wore it that red ruby? During the Super Bowl performance, yeah, because it supports uh, really blood violence. Yeah, that's why they Beyonce. They used the, the, the gym money to support the wars. Oh, wow. Um, damn that, and it's a million dollars. Yeah, for me, like I think that there are some entertainers who are aware of what they are doing, what they are engaging in, and whatever deities they're worshiping or they're being told to support. And then I think there's a few of them who they have a handler or somebody higher up is like may make 
astrological or spiritual based suggestions to them. And they're like, well, this worked for me before. This is how I got my deal. Maybe I should just listen, you know, mm -hmm. and they might listen. And so and sometimes those messages might go to the stylist. This she needs to be dressed in red and she needs to wear white flowers and just find any amazing designer that supports this. Um, you know, you never know what the right hand or the left hand is doing, per se. They just sometimes commands are often like they should do this. This is why a lot of celebrities don't feel like they're free. You know, they have to answer to something. This is why the contract issues and the people like Kanye West are always seemingly bucking the system. And sometimes these ritual practices can be just like small things that they have to abide by that God may instruct to them that this isn't necessarily right or it's not supporting my people or what I believe, in, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I can't say for sure. I do think that the recent sightings of quote unquote UFOs have been a hoax. I think that the technology that we have behind the scene in the government is way more advanced than they would ever reveal to the public. Like, I certainly believe they can already teleport. A shape can, a ship that belongs to the U.S. military could come in any shape or size. There's probably a ship that could fit in your freaking pocket and blow up to be as big as a city block that you don't know about. And so whenever we have these things flying overhead, you don't really know if that's an unidentified flying object or just the government running routine interference, you know? Mm -hmm. Very and I do think a lot of the media is blowing it up way out of control and, and be, because we live in a fear-based society and I think a simple solution to that is sometimes turn off the news and just walk outside and connect to nature the mm -hmm. spirit the, if you have the spirit with you you will always be in the right place in the right time that is the reason why I never fear going anywhere on this planet at any time I know that my spirit will not leave me wrong if something my friend said it yesterday, if something bad was supposed to happen to me, I am the higher power. I am the most high. God will make me miss that flight. You know what I mean? Hey, Shondo. Exactly. And I think that is the level of energy that I'm putting out there. And my also my level of concern with what celebrities are doing with their rituals. <laughs> because <laughs> um, yeah. At this point, it's like, this is so blatant. And then, um, yeah, there's just a lot going on right now. But, I mean, there, it, there is, whenever they have a lot of that stuff going on, too, it is to, I don't know. I was kind of like, is this an omen to the next fucking presidential election? Because, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Trump is like, I don't know. I feel like, well, this is cyclical, typically, um you know elections and stuff like that it goes from blue red blue red blue red but i don't know i feel like there's a lot of rumblings under underground right now you know what i mean um i agree so it's like is this the is this kind of indicating another red wave because you know just like that kind of algorithm thing you're talking about it's like the red it's like in it in, gets embedded in people's unconscious and then it's like it shows up but it's like they make it so that it's like a pattern you know what i mean that people aren't really all the way aware of but you just have to pay attention so i'm like i don't know what the fuck is like happening right now but then they have all that deregulation that the um environmental deregulation where that all these um it's causing all these trains to derail because the infrastructure is like messed up. 
the weather is also way off. Right LA getting eight feet of snow. And New York barely getting any snow all winter. That is weird. It's actually, let's be very honest and candid. It's not weird. When you start throwing chemicals in the air and when you purposely, strategically study how to manipulate the weather for 40 plus years behind the scenes, I think the truth is, is that we are just not being told the extent of weather modification and the effects that our lifestyles and the chemicals that are just um, being released into the air All are going behind the scenes. That is so true. Like all that smog, all those just lack of really supporting the environment. Mm. Um, that has ramifications and effects. And we are living in the times when the earth is just on a, a down spiral with it. The pollution is just is ridiculous. And so when you have all those things combined, what do you expect? Hmm. Like it doesn't even surprise me when they say, "Oh, we had a hurricane in California where there was never a hurricane before." Oh, we had an earthquake on the East Coast and there's no fault lines. Or, oh, we had a snowstorm in LA. It doesn't shock me. They've been modifying the weather so much that what do you expect? Hmm. Hmm. Woo! A lot is going on, and a lot more to come. But yeah, that is so funny. I didn't think about the red wave thing until just now. So um, hopefully I don't well, I actually, I mean, they're both the same ticket, but it's yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm gonna start looking for places to live in Mexico or something like that. And hopefully it's better over there. I mean, Mexico is very corrupt, but it's different. Um, <laughs> here's what I'll say I'm not what my spirit tells me we are spiritual for a reason and mm -hmm. we are we were born in America for a reason Mecca America is Mecca it is what the gods and what the spirits and what these revelations have been writing about there's a reason why we are all birthed and the consciousness is floating through the ethers and the multiverse and our everyday reality the way it is in the now for a reason. I don't That's think true. that reason is for us to run when some shit hit the fan. I think the reason is more for us to be aligned and be very present when this shit hits the fan because we all know it's, it's a matter of time. And I feel like yeah. spirit will take care of those who need to be here beyond that point. What if those points are mass exits to another dimension or another planet? I mean, mm -hmm. shit, I don't know, but I'm not going. I think I would do my best to maybe if there's a mountain near me and there's a tidal wave, I go stand on a mountain when it hits, you know, or mm -hmm. follow the instruction that spirit leads me. What if my house is the only house that's saved from the tidal wave? You never know. And so... I'm not in a mindset to just try and run away from the problems. I don't think going to Mexico or Africa is the solution because what happens here is going to happen in those other spiritual centers as well. Um, I do think that we need to be in the vibration to just be tapped into spirit. Because if you tapped into spirit, if there's a hole here, you might be able to fit in the hole when some shit happens and nothing bad happens to you. Like spirit is going to take care 
of the Chiefs on this planet. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you. Um, yeah, still might try to have a summer home in Mexico. <laughs> um, you know, as far as the lifestyle, baby, I'm trying to live in Mexico, <laughs> Africa, still. I'm trying to have a husband in each place. What's going on? Uh, okay, now you two are the most. Well, <laughs> let's say claim it. Yeah, I guess claim it if you want to. But I do feel you. I do totally feel what you're talking about. Um, as far as um, you know, protection being here and stuff like that. It is a huge debate in in the black community. I mean, I'm. I'm probably going to be, be in Georgia. I'm trying to um, lay down roots here and stuff. But um, also there's a lot of interesting stuff happening here. Um, but yeah, I totally feel you. But it is interesting to think about like what is going to be happening in the future. But yeah, we got to stay armored up. And Well, I guess that brings us to the end. Did you have anything that um, you wanted to talk about? Anything else? Hmm. We talked about dating. We talked about um. I do. Let's let's talk about one more thing. Let's talk about. I think right now, we are on a peak of this new comedic, new Atlantean consciousness that's hitting us like waves of ether. Like it's everywhere. It's like the air we breathe. And I think it's very important that you stay grounded, that you get outside, you put your feet in the earth, that you sleep well, that you uh, work out and maintain your health and fitness because health is wellness. Mm -hmm. But um, don't allow your foundations to be shaken. Don't allow your head or your ori to be spinned. By people. Mm. We live in an age of information where we're being inundated and overwhelmed with information, be it physical, spiritual, worldly, political, whatever. Whatever you believe in, make sure you believe in it to your core so that any amount of erroneous information that is not helping your life doesn't hit your mind and distract you or confuse you off of your purpose. Mm. Any spiritual systems that you're studying, don't study two or three at a time. Focus on one. Allow yourself to master that system and then grow into something else. Amen. I will say that. Spirit definitely told me to start preaching that because um what did they say? Um not um master of wait novice of many, master of none or something. I don't know. What they, they say. Let you me... said it right. Novice of many, master of none. Something like that. Um, we're not giving ourselves time and space and permission. Oh, yeah. To uh, Jack, to Jack of all... It's a master stuff. Yeah, Jack of all trades is a master of none. Of none. Hey! I think, <laughs> I think that there are one in a million Jack of all trades. Mm-hmm. And even when when we were in tribal societies, you own this practice, you own this workmanship. That was your responsibility. You took care of the children. You went to war. We had designated roles in our communities, in our positions. Even with religion, 
the one person didn't know everything. Because everybody thinks they can get rich quick off of everything, they're saying, I do this. I'm a clothing designer. I'm a rapper. I'm an actor. Each one of these things are something that you're supposed to master. Not, mm. We do live in an age where company resources can propel one person who's already mastered one thing into dominating another, a completely opposite um, career path space with one advertisement. But that doesn't mean the average Joe should be trying to master three and four things at one time. True. And I think this science applies perfectly to spirituality. Pick whatever works for you and stick to it and run with it. Let it allow you to fly. Don't just pick it up, put it down and go to something else. I was in being Kisi's and Palo for almost nine years before I, I decided to work in voodoo full time, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a journey, I, journey of evolution and not, exactly not, and i still maintain my spiritualism found fundamentals and foundation you know oh for sure you cannot forget about the um you can't forget about anything that you once had packs or bonds with literally mm -hmm. i feel you well yeah that makes total sense yeah i think yeah um Divide up your ritual, divide up your studying, just try to master one. And then, you know, for me, I have like maybe three, but, um, but I, I was, it, they all were different parts of my life. So, you know, you just pick up different ones and remember the ones that you exactly, Exactly. And also like I'm 34. So, you know, if I spent 10 years in something, it makes sense, you know? Mm -hmm. for, for two practices or so but um i just think the youth the teenagers who are discovering witchcraft and conjuring who are just they think it's a license for them to pick up anything and i do think some people's spirits work in that way where they can you know dive into a few different practices and and, and fly but for the majority that is not the case i think it actually confuses you it doesn't allow your spirits to harness the energy that they need to harness for you to be good at even one of them you know Mm -hmm. I feel you and so yeah like I definitely wanted to leave y'all with that message yes that is really good advice well um do you have anything that you want the peoples to know about so you can follow me on all platforms at Jake V Priest J-A-K-E-V as in Victor P-R-E-I-Z-T um I am so looking forward to Instagram doing this new paid blue check service so I can get rid of all of the scammers. Uh, uh, um, I do not DM people for readings or anything. You can go to my website. I do readings. I do bone readings, which is pretty special from other people. And I am a master at rituals. I love doing rituals. That's one of my passions. Ah, shame. Yeah. It's the magic in of itself. Cleaning, healing. If you need any work, contact me. Me and my elders are available. We are debuting a new company called House of Mystics very soon. Okay. In the next few months, it's coming out. It's going to be a vibe. We are addressing this, the needs of the spiritual community. Period. Yep. All right. Well, thank you so much.
always a pleasure to have my boy Jake on. We always be cracking up. Um, as I mentioned, you know, Saturn and Pisces is going on. I want to leave y'all with a note to just stay grounded. Saturn, for my people who are going through their Saturn's returns, Saturn is all about establishing that foundation. Um, also, Saturn is about understanding when you can't change shit, you just got to go with the flow. The Tower card is all about... Um, well, Saturn is all is actually the Devil card, but I always think about the Tower card as a precursor because of the Tarot, because of the Order of the Tarot cards. But with the Tower, a lot of times, as someone who is a Saturn stellium, I basically went through two Saturn's returns because my uh, Aquarius is I have Aquarius rising, and then I also have Sun and Capricorn. So Saturn and Aquarius and Saturn and Capricorn happened over the past six years. Your girl has gone through all of the Saturn initiations up until this point. And she will tell you, I'm going to tell you some tea now, baby. You need to just have faith, just endure, and know that it all will pay off. The tests, Saturn will reward you greatly, but you have to stand the strife. Y'all know my Orisha is Shango. Shango will put, will put you through the test. I'm not equating Shango and Saturn. I'm just saying I, as some, I've, I have done my own spiritual mapping. And um, yeah, I'm a child of Shango and also very Saturnian influenced. And I'm going to tell you, my, I've been put through the ringer, but it is all worth it in the end. And um, yeah. You just got to power through, channel that energy to power through. Um, last time mentioning this, Strategies for Ancestor and Spirit God Communication, go download it now, $55. Um, that is, I got a lot of material in there, a one-hour tutorial. Get your rituals together so you can start this spring solstice, so you can get into the spring time and really get in alignment with what is going on with you spiritually get in alignment with your ancestors get in alignment with your spirit guides period i got you covered please leave me a review let me know how things are going with the podcast let me know that you're enjoying it leave me a five-star review please period um besides that that's all i got for y'all until next time love y'all bye